Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Your Crimson Tide got the victory over LSU on last week, 42-28. You're rocking and rolling right here on a Monday, hottest show on the streets. Covering your Bama football news in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Happy to have you all in here. We bring you the show from the magic city of Birmingham. We stream this to you via YouTube and speak into the channel. You go ahead right now and tap that subscribe button. You know what time it is. You know what you do. You tap that subscribe button. You get every friend, family member, diehard Bama fan, casual Bama fan, consumer of Tide Football to subscribe as well. Because if you like the content, they will also be sure to share the show to everyone you know also. Be sure to hit that notification bell so that way you miss nothing when it comes down to getting the utmost of your Bama content. Hit that like button. Show us the love. Smash the like button. Get those thumbs up. We're trying to get this 50 likes out the gate to start the show. Daily Super Chat Go, $100. Daily Super Chat Go, 100 bucks right there. We appreciate all of you and definitely want to hear from you guys tonight. You can definitely light us up by calling 205-448-1358. And I'm going to call in to let your voice be made known on the show. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Number is on the screen. But, John, we're going to start the conversation off this evening with, is it time to give credit to Tommy Reese? Is it time to give Tommy Reese some credit for what he's been doing here with this Alabama offense? I understand there are times where when somebody isn't doing what they need to do, we normally hit them with the criticism. But when they get it together and they start exceeding and they start excelling and they start performing well, now we got to give them the kudos and the credit and the congratulations. And uh, it started to look like 
Saban is looking smart. Saban is looking really good for making this hire here of Tommy Reese because in the offseason, the conversation was, can Alabama get you know a fresh, hot shot, young name that's creative, innovative, knows offense, especially after two years with Bill O'Brien? So there was Garrett Riley out there, Lincoln Riley's brother. There was Jeff Levy out there. There was Chip Long out there. There were several different names out there that Alabama could have gotten, right? But it chose to roll the dice on 30-year-old Tommy Reese, who played at Notre Dame, was a quarterback from 2010 to, I believe, 2013. Then a few years later, he comes back. He's a quarterback coach for the Irish from 2017 to 2020 or 2017 20 to 2019. And then he's the offensive coordinator for the Irish from 2020 to 2022. Now, granted, we don't know in those three years how many of those years he actually caught the plays. We don't know. What we do know is when you make a transition from Brian Kelly to arguably the greatest coach to ever do it in Nick Saban, there's a growing pain, right? There's a growing pain. There's a learning curve. There's a process that has to happen. You just don't get to Alabama and overnight, boom, you got no. There is a process that happens when you get to Coach Saban. So Tommy Reese, much like these four- and five-star young athletes, he's learning Nick Saban too. So it, it took him you know, some time. And uh, you go back to the Tennessee game uh, prior to the bye week, you know, Tommy was starting to implement some stuff. He was finally starting to ditch the Notre Dame playbook and rock with Bama. You see what I'm saying? We saw the uh, misdirection plays come out. We saw the motions and uh, the jet sweeps and the pop passes and, uh, you know, getting the window dressing eye candy to force defenses to really think and look at stuff. We start to see that against Tennessee. Well, against LSU, boy, he pulled the whole puppy out. Tommy Reese pulled it all out against LSU. His best game of the season. His best game he called of the season against LSU. I mean, John, I don't know if you saw this, but the very first possession, what did Tommy Reese do? He came out with two guys in the backfield and shotgun flanking Jalen Milrow. We haven't seen that all season. We're like, whoa, that's different. He had Jace McClellan and Kendrick Law flanking Jalen Miller in the backfield. We didn't see that all year prior to the LSU game. And then we saw a lot of misdirection, a lot of motion, a lot of sending guys around, a lot of eye candy, a lot of window dressing, a lot of we're going to make LSU think. They're already under man, but we're going to make them think now. And boy, oh boy, you want to talk about Kendrick Law got involved. Uh, Kobe Prentice got involved. Uh, yeah, uh, Jalen Milrow got, uh, using the feet. I mean, the play calling of Tommy Reese allowing Jalen Milrow to trust his feet. The, the balance of it all. I think Alabama had over 200 yards rushing, 200 yards passing. The, the team 11 for 14 on third down. You talk about efficiency there. Tommy Reese called it. Called the best game of the season to this point. Did a phenomenal job. Did a phenomenal job. His second game of the season against an SEC team where he put up 40-plus points. The first one was Mississippi State where Batman put up 40. They beat the Bulldogs 40-17. to And here's a game where, well, what was the question? Could Bama win a shootout, right? That was the big question. Could Tommy Reese 
have this offense win a shootout against an LSU team that entered the matchup averaging 47.4 points per game. LSU entering this matchup with the quarterback in Jaden Daniels, who was in big talk for the Heisman conversation. LSU, who entered this game with two marquee wide receivers in Malik Neighbors and Brandon Thomas Jr. The question, and Brian Thomas Jr., excuse me, the question was, could Alabama win in a shootout? And in a mini shootout, Tommy Reese said, all right, game on. I can do it. And he did it. 42 points, Tommy Reese had this offense put on the board, 42. And the big thing here, folks, I mentioned this, his play calling, Jalen Milrow using the legs. Jalen Milrow using the feet. I understand he's talked about, I'm I'm a passer, I want to be a point guard with the football, but sometimes when you have a special, athletic, God-given ability, son, just use it. And boy, did he use it. 17 carries, John, I think for 155 yards, four touchdowns. Milrow, not Jalen Hurts, not Tua Tagovailoa, not Bryce Young, not Blake Sims. Jalen Milrow becomes the first quarterback in Alabama history to total four rushing touchdowns in a single game. Was out there doing it with his feet, had a good day off with, with his arm, 15 for 23, passing for 219 yards. Now, the only bad throw that Milrow had was one where he's trying to run it. Isaiah Bond comes wide open, like wide Mack truck open, and Jalen just airmailed him. And Isaiah Bond just goes, bro, really? And Jalen's like, that's me. That's me. My bad. That's me. I blew that. I airmailed that. That that was the one bad throw. That was the one bad throw when you, when you look at Miller and you say, son, we, we got to have that one. That's what you got to have. But aside from that, played well. Aside from that, he gives you 219 passing. He gives you a buck 55 rushing. He gives you four touchdowns. The play call of Tommy Reese, magnificent in the ball game. And then it, here's, the, here's the most under-the-radar stat. James Burnham had one punt. <laughs> Reese's play call was so good, you didn't even need the punter. Burnup got one punt, he got a chance to rest. Burnup averages five punts a game. He only had one. And it came in the first quarter, 50-yard boomer, that pinned LSU inside the 15-yard line. Burnup had one punt. Once again, Bama was 11 for 14 on third downs. And the only three that they didn't convert, one was a punt by Burnup, the other two, unfortunately, Will Riker missed field goals. That's not like Riker. That's not like Will. I think Andy Papanas is dressed up as Will and went out there. That, that, that ain't Riker. That, 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 that ain't Riker. So Riker will return against Kentucky. That, that, that when, I, I know that's not Will. I know Riker. So he'll he'll the real the real him will return against Kentucky. That was Andy Papanas in a Riker suit. I know Andy P in a Riker suit. So, not Riker suit when I see that, but. Uh, yeah, Ragger will return against Kentucky, but big job by Tommy Reese. Big job. He had a lot of doubters, a lot of critics, came out, coordinated the best game of his season against LSU. Can he take this and build on it and do it again Saturday against Kentucky 
That's the question. But we take our first break here on the show, folks. Don't touch that dial. When we get back, we go to the phone lines to get your calls, your thoughts, your conversations. Light us up. We definitely want to hear from you after this. Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly. Touchdown Alabama Magazine, don't touch that dial. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because one dollar of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. All right, people, we're back locked in. Rocking and rolling to the action from the break. Number one ticket for your Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA on a Monday. Continue tapping that subscribe button, hitting the like button, getting those likes up there, trying to get this 50 likes out the gate right here. Appreciate all of you. That daily super chat go, $100 daily super chat go. I talked about Tommy Reese and Jalen Milrow so much in that first topic, Jed, I forgot. Kudos to the offensive line. They stepped up against LSU as well. Alabama able to run the football. Along with Milrow, you had Jace McClellan, Roydell Williams rushing touchdowns there. Jaden Daniels at left guard, grown man. Keep him there the rest of the year. That's a grown man. Now, offensive line, McLaughlin getting a bit better with snaps there. Had a couple of snap infraction penalties, but kind of is what it is at this point. But offensive line, blocked better, looked better, and a bit more balance there. But we go to the phone lines to grab your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. We grab this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feel? And state your name. And where you calling from? Hey, Stephen. This is uh, Robert from Mobile. Robert, how we feeling today? Yeah, feeling good after the uh, big win over LSU. Um, I think Miro is finally taking the big step that we've all been waiting for. Um, okay, we we all moved from skeptical about him to, yeah, now we're believers. 
I know you turned me from, uh, you know, kind of a bit of skeptical. You know, hopefully he could do it. But now I've turned into a believer that he can do it. And I, and I believe that he can beat uh, anybody on any field in college football, or the team can, with him uh, as, the running, as running the show as the quarterback. Um, you kind of wonder where this has been early on. It, was it Tommy Reese or the, the systems holding him back or him being hesitant to go, you know, take off and run the way he did? I'm hoping it's just him being hesitant to, to take off running and now he, that he's done it, he's showing improvement in that area. And not that anybody was holding him back. And you have the question, well, why were you holding him back? If that's the case, what took so long? Why we have to lose the game? Right. But, uh, I, I, think, okay. I, I, think, I think, Robert, to me, I don't think it was something holding Milrow back. I, I just thought with Jalen, he wanted so he wants so much to be just a distributor of the football. And, and I understand you're trying to get drafted at some point to play, to play pro ball, so you have to be a passer versus a thrower. But sometimes uh, when you have that ability to escape the pocket and make things happen with your feet, sometimes you just have to just go with it. Yeah, and, you know, he's capable of making, as we saw, making magic happen. You know, not just making things happen. That's, that's the big thing with him. Uh, you know, uh, Mac Jones can make stuff happen when he runs. <laughs> but Jalen Milrow is like Jalen Hurst level. And when he runs, it's, it's magic happening, not just things. You turn, you can turn the entire game around with your running ability. And uh, I know he doesn't want to, you know, maybe, he, and I was hoping that was the case. He would just, it was him more not wanting to run than, than the coaches telling him not to. Because, okay, that's you. You can, Okay, you've let it loose. And now you've seen because somebody was telling you not to. Well, they're holding you back, and we lost the game because they were holding you back. But okay, it was him, uh, you know, making the decision himself. But yeah, it, so now that he's like allowing himself to cut loose in that area, uh, Alabama can become a force to be reckoned with in college football. And I mean, that's the main thing. It's like, hey, you need to show NFL teams that too. You, should, I mean, can't look at Cam Newton. He got drafted. Manziel, he got drafted early first round. With that ability, you can too. So the main thing is to show yourself to be a winner. And the way NFL is gone, a lot of quarterbacks are running. Even, uh, you know, including the uh, like Buffalo's quarterback, he's running. So that can be so that you can win that way, and you can get yourself into the NFL. Now, what gets you not in the NFL is when you are running, you miss wide open man. <laughs> in the case of Isaiah Bond. But okay, but you can make up for it, uh, you know, in other ways with with your running ability. Although that should come as well uh, with time. You get that touch of when the you know not overthrow guys when they're open and the read defenses. I understand, you know, you you read you learn to read defenses when you sit in pocket, sit in the pocket. You learn to read a defense. Real hard to learn to read a defense when you're running. But some of those lanes are just so huge, and you have such ability to break to break the, a defense down running. It's just, dude, you, you, you got to take it. You just you are faster than that linebacker. You are faster than that safety. And that's the guy on you. And he, as, as he's shown, he can put a move on him. Not just uh, outrun him, he can put a move. Yeah, so, yeah, we get that going forward. Uh, you know, we're all, we, you, you make believers out of all of us when we do that. And I think the light is on, and I think it's going to stay on. And uh, that's the biggest thing about what's going on right now with the way the committee's going is they're going to at one point, some point they're going to have to uh, put Alabama over Oregon 
in order, you know, if it's, if it comes down between one loss to Alabama, one loss to Oregon, they're going to have to play Alabama over Oregon, if, especially if they beat Georgia, and then they have to. But right now, we still need some help with uh, some teams losing in order for us to uh, for the NFEC team to make the playoff. It's astonishing that we could have a, a no SEC team make the playoff when two of the two best teams are probably in the SEC. But that's the way it's structured now because we'll have this expansion. Thankfully, expansion takes care of all of this next year so we don't have this issue, especially next year when the schedule is going to be very tough in the SEC with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma and the way it's going to be structured. You get, you have some, you're going to need to play grown man football almost the entire season in the SEC. I mean, I don't see any SEC team emerging next year without a loss or without at least one loss. So, but that's next year. Yeah, but this year, yeah, it's still in front of us. Uh, and with the way he's playing, we're now believers. You write about uh, the offensive line. Again, it's showing much improvement. And college football maybe, uh, you know, thought, hey, you, you, yeah, you stabbed Dracula, <laughs> but you didn't get him in the heart. <laughs> so, therefore, Alabama is still alive, rising from the dead. You, you all had us dead, but you missed the heart. <laughs> so now the, we're not a team nobody wants to play. There's not nobody that's going to want to play Alabama in the playoff. Nobody. They're, so, they're the most dangerous team right now, and, and they're starting to figure it out. So they, so hopefully we'll get it going for the rest of the season. Uh, but Terion Arnold also was a game changer in that game. The guy was just bought, has been bought out ever since uh, Saban chewed him out. <laughs> That next year for him has gotten is gone too. Teron Arno uh, changed the game with an interception. That's the turning point. After that, the game was over. And uh, Will Rocket got a miss. You know, it's unfortunate with that, but it it didn't hurt him. And he okay, he got the misses out of the system, and it didn't hurt him. So hopefully, so he should be good to go the rest of the season. But yeah, if we see this for the rest of the season, uh, hey, the sky's the limit. And not even all these voodoo dolls will be able to beat us to, to beat us in Jordan here this year. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll check that out as we continue to wrap up the season. Appreciate Robert from Mobile giving us his thoughts here on a Monday. Open up the show. We take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name. Where you calling from? It's- how we doing, Bradley? Good. Um, we're from Georgia. Okay. So, what's your you question, Bradley? Jalen Do you think Jalen Milrow might be like one of the best quarterbacks ever? He he he's growing there, Bradley. He's growing there. He he's good. Uh, and he's definitely growing there. And also, do you think um, Alabama will ever play Florida State? Bama, Florida State. They they played 2017. Will they play again? That'll be interesting. But I have to look at that schedule in the future. But they played before. But at some point, they may play again. But appreciate Bradley from Georgia calling in. Got to love that call right there. I think Jalen Miro's good. He's growing to be even better as he continues to play and gain experience. Bama, Florida State, they played in 2017. It could happen again. We'll see how that schedule 
lines up. I'm not Commissioner Sankey, so I don't know how that schedule is looking right now. But we take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, Stephen. It's Daniel from Phoenix City. How are you, sir? Daniel, doing well. Doing well. How about you? Oh, man, just pulling a late night at work. But, you know, it is what it is. Got to make the money. But That's uh, true. That is how true. How about that win the other day? Oh, oh, oh that, so, uh, it, it, that, I'll say this. Tommy Reese called best offensive game of his season so far. Kevin Steele continues to show he is the guru of second-half adjustments because that first half, Jaden Daniels had 101 yards rushing. That second half, he only had 22. Well, Jaden Daniels. Him in Greece or something before he re- – they could not hold him. That guy, I have got to give him props. My God, that guy can run. I mean, he he's can, a great he passer too, but his running ability, his like, – he just – and I, I don't know whether it was our guy just missing tackles. That was frustrating at a point. It's just like, wrap him up, man. Come on, stop grabbing him. Just get him. But, it, it, man, it, it, that, what was crazy that guy. What was crazy, Daniel, was, and I'm watching the game myself from upstairs, it's where was the spy on him? Because I thought Bam was going to have somebody spy him. I mean, Saban goes at halftime, but we had somebody spying on him. It's just not working right now. And I'm like, well, just wrap the guy. Don't over-pursue the guy. See him. Wrap him up. And uh, I saw where, you know, Deontay Lawson and Justin Aboigby blew him up one time. I'm like, there you go. And then Dallas Turner just finally says enough of this and just takes the guy's head off. Now, of course, that was a clean play. That was not a dirty play. That was a clean football play. I know that play caused a lot of uproar on social media, but that was a clean play. He did not launch. He did not lead with the crown of his helmet. That was a clean play. Oh, man. As soon as they threw that flag, I was like, that is just a weak call right there at best. But, you know, like you said, and I think it was just Robert just said it, that, and you said it too, that second half adjustment. I, you saw it even on the first drive where they scored uh, by that. I mean, it was you. You saw the adjustment. Things started tightening up. And to me, beyond Jalen Milrow, just wow. That's, everybody's talked about it. I can't say enough about him. He just he balled out. But I'll tell you, honestly, in my opinion, the most improved player from last year is Terry on Arnold. No doubt. Uh, to, to me, because last year there were times, and I can say this now, there were times where it's like, dude, you can't cover a cost. Now, he is locked down. He is aware. He is doing his thing. Like I, I'm honestly just flabbergasted at just the difference between last year and this year. It's not even the same guy. And I am very impressed with him. Very much his awareness, that interception, just the awareness, to, that was great. I mean, I know that was just a great defensive play the whole way around, but Terrion's just become a my guy at this point. And and Daniel, the the, the key to Terrion is you have to give a lot of credit to Travaris Robinson, who's the secondary coach. He came in last year, first year, as just a cornerbacks coach, and people forget at times 
When Tarion came out of high school from Tallahassee, Florida, uh, uh, John Paul a Catholic High School there in Tallahassee, Florida, he did not play corner. He was a safety. He was primarily a safety, never played corner. So last year was his first year ever truly playing corner, and he was forced into the role. So T-Rob had to grow with him uh, as he's growing himself in his first year under Coach Saban. So year two of T-Rob, uh, not only has Terion gotten better, Travaris Robinson as a coach has gotten better and knowing how to coach him. So you got to give T-Rob a lot of credit. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I know you don't remember, but you and I talked about this back in January. I was kind of like, you know, maybe they'll switch him back to safety, you know, his, natu- his uh, natural position. But, man, this dude, he, he just uh, – everything he's done this year, uh, he started out good this year. And he, to me, he's gotten better every game. And it's like it's leaps and bounds every game, too. I, I've, I've not, in my recollection, seen a player – improve that fast like that. Terry and Arnold doing a phenomenal job. Appreciate Daniel from Phoenix City calling in. And what's crazy here is people talk Kool-Aid McKinstry, and, and Kool-Aid's good. NFL draft prognosticators, they look at Kool-Aid as a top 10 draft pick. Terry on Arnold has played himself just about in the same category of a first-round pick. He's played himself there. Terry has, has a decision to make after the season. He's played himself into some money, but he has a decision to make. But as of now, Terion's focus is on Kentucky and trying to get this team to conference championship, possibly college football playoff. But we grabbed this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feel? And state your name. And where you calling from? What's up, Steve? It's Isaac from Mobile. Isaac, what's happening, man? How we feeling today? Feeling good, man. I uh, I just wanted to call and you know, hey, give give credit what credit is due, man. We've been calling in and giving. Well, I ain't gonna say giving them a hard time, but you know, we've been making our our um, you know, frustrations known. So I gotta call in and give some credit, man. Shout out Tommy Reese. That man called the hell of a game. Hell of a game. Um, uh, Jalen Miro played the hell of a game. He was decisive. Running the ball, and you see what happens. Hey, look, my thing is this, Jalen. I know you you know you want to prove you can throw and all that, but Bama fans care about one or two things, bro, wins or losses. They going to love you if you win. If you lose, nah, not so much. It's going to be so tough for you. <laughs> do what you got to do to Hey, do what you got to do to win the game. I promise they going to love you, bro. But, uh, like I say, man, shout out Tommy Reed, man. He called an unbelievable game. Offensive line did their thing. Wide receivers did their thing. Hey, look, Kendrick Law, man, that dude, that, he, he's special. He's special. He's a different type of receiver, but he he's special. And even on kickoff, Steve, I'm telling you, he, he like one tackle away from breaking one. He almost I've been broke one. the past couple of kickoffs. He Steve, almost you, he, broke he close one. close to breaking one. But, uh, hey, man, that was an unbelievable performance. Defense did their thing. Like the last caller just said, it was it was hard for us to get Jaden Daniels the first half. That dude, he can run. He, he is elusive. But second half, we did what we do and, you know, shut him on down. But, hey, got to give it to him. And that was a 
hell of a performance. But um, one more thing I wanted to ask you about, Steve. Uh, I saw the report come out today on uh, Devontae Smith. I was actually going to ask you about that before the report came out. So the question that I have for you is, with maybe three, possibly six games left, depending on how far, you know, they go with the playoffs and, and all that good stuff, do you think it's a possibility for him to make a contribution this year with him being one of the older guys? I know he's not really experienced, but he's one of the older, like, safeties. Um, so do you think it's possible for him to make a contribution this year at all? I I think, I think Isaac, it's possible. He's 80% tool, he's 80% strength right now. Saban talked about he's been doing some dry land running, so he's close. The other 20% is uh, how much can he continue to take to the rehab, get better, and, and make those strides to get back to the field. Devontae Smith was – he was pegged to be the starting free safety this year until he hurt his foot the last week of fall camp. He had Jalen Key beat out to the last week of fall camp. The last week of camp, Smith had a significant foot injury that set him back and allowed Jalen Key to win the job there at free safety. But he's made tremendous strides. He's almost there. He's at 80%. He's doing dry land running. If he can attack this last 20%, Isaac, he could. There's a shot. Maybe the SEC championship, possibly the college football playoff if Bama gets in, but there's a shot. Yeah, I think we might need him, Steve, because Jalen Key is a little little injury-prone, you know. I think we might need him. But, again, shout-out to Bama. That was a great game. Road tie. Appreciate you, Steve, for taking my call. Absolutely. Isaac from Mobile calling in, giving us his thoughts on the show. We get this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feel? And state your name and where you calling from. Hey, Steven. It's Mattress Matt in Mobile. How are you? Matt, I am doing well. Got the win over LSU. On to Kentucky. But how are you? Oh, I'm awesome. You know, I can't really add anything that's that's already been shared. Um Except, you know, just that, uh, you know, my dad my dad and I watched the game, watched the LSU-Alabama game uh, together and make a big day, day out of it and uh, cook, you know, cook out and, and do all that. And let me tell you, it was one of the most enjoyable Alabama games that we've watched in a long time. Uh, I mean, you know, I know I'm pretty critical. I'm a critical fan, you know, uh, at times, but uh that i mean they blew me away i mean i was i was very impressed um and tommy reese that play calling that play calling i am so impressed with with the uh the creativity and all in the uh, the dump passes uh the jet sweeps to kendrick law uh all of the stuff that I was that I was craving as a fan, they gave it to me and then some. And you know, the fact that Nick Saban—I mean, the the fact that we're sitting here with a chance this year um, to go to the SEC championship and then go to the uh, the playoff is just is unreal. And Jalen Milrow. My God, he is unreal. It's scary that he's got that he's got two more years um, at Alabama. You know, unless he goes to the NFL, 
um, his senior year, uh, he's got two more years. I mean, can you imagine uh, how good he's, that, that he's going to be? Uh, and um, uh, Kendrick Law, uh, that guy, he, he runs like 12 yards like it's nothing. Like, like um, he's got that elusive speed that um, – that, uh, what, what's his name that got hurt last year? Uh, J- Jalen Williams or uh, – uh, Jamison Williams. Williams. Jamison Williams. I don't think he's got the breakaway uh, – uh, final top speed like like uh, Jamison Williams had, but he's got he 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 is almost just as good. Uh, I like that we're starting to get him the ball because he's got that ability. Did you see him run around the side? I mean he he was able to evade that guy um, and pick up like eight or nine yards around around the sideline. Uh, and we don't we don't have anybody else on the team that can do that. Isaiah Bond. Uh, is is like our best receiver as far as uh, route running um, and, and catching the ball and, and always gets a few yards after the carry. But uh, Kendrick Law is is like a, a is like a real weapon that, that I think we should uh, use a lot. Really exciting to watch. And um, and uh, I, I I'm thinking you know we were talking earlier about the. Um, uh, Jaden Daniels getting so many yards, uh, it almost appeared if, as if we were, as that was our game plan was just that, okay, we're gonna we're gonna let Jay, uh Daniels beat us, you know, with his feet, and if he wants to score, you know, thirty five points in the game, and run every touchdown in, that's that's what's gonna have to happen. It almost seemed like we. We were just we. That's what we have to give something away. You know, on defense, you can't stop everything. You know, so it seemed as if I could be wrong on that. Maybe we just missed him that many times, but but it seemed like we were giving him that and just saying, look, you know, if he wants to score thirty, you know, forty points, you know, on us, then that's what he's going to have to do. But we're gonna we're gonna cover everything else, but let him run the field and let let enough time go by. To where, um, to where they they you know they can you know keep them under thirty points or something. But uh, man, I'm really impressed. I'm really grateful for for Nick Saban. Um, just uh, year in and year out, you know, uh, he, he's just a, he's a winner, man. We we really have just something really special there, and. Uh, um, man, so nice chatting with you. Hope you have a good night. Absolutely. Matches Matt from Mobile calling in here on a Monday. His thoughts from the game on the show. We're going to go to this call here. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? Steve, my boy, this G. J, J, J. So uh, what did you think, G? When the smoke cleared and you saw the final score, what did you think right there? Okay. At, at this point with the team, I'm, I'm going back to uh, 2010. Well, 2020, 2020, 2012 when we beat the hell out of Notre Dame. I'm going back to 2012, spoiled, spoiled fan, and now I'm just going to nitpick because I think we got it. 
the only thing that's kind of off to me, Steve, is if you notice some of our second half adjustments, it do be schematic, but it also be personnel as well. Um, we're just a different team when Campbell's at middle, when Terion is at nickel, and when Malachi is at safety. If you notice, a lot of our second half uh, adjustments are just really personnel. You know, I'm pretty sure, you know, you know they, they talk, oh, get here, stay here, look at this type stuff. I'm pretty sure, but, you know, that, that unit that we talked about for the past couple of calls, past couple of weeks, it's, it's, it's unstoppable. When you put Campbell out there, you put uh, Arnold at nickel, you put Amos at corner, and then you put Malachi at uh, safety besides down. That was the that was the that was the adjustment that I seen that that took everything from Daniels. He couldn't pass, he couldn't scramble, he couldn't do nothing. And I, who was the spy? Was it was it? Was it? Um, it was Lawson that was the spot, right? It was Lawson, and 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 the thing, the thing with Lawson, I think the thing with Lawson is uh, there are times D Law freelances, and you can't freelance. Like yeah. if you, like if you know you got to get him, you can't freelance. There are times where D Law freelances, and that got him in trouble against Jaden Daniels. Okay, you right, you right. I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna let you go, man. Um. I've always been kind of like on the upside of Reese because I always felt that, you know, Reese was a good OC. Miro just wasn't confident. Miro just wasn't ready. And Saban wasn't ready for him to put the team in, what I could say, danger, I guess. I don't want to say that. But you get what I'm saying. They all had to be comfortable with opening up this prolific Lane Kiffin offense that we run. I love to throw that in there. Um what I learned about this team for real is we can win any style. We can go to the ground game traditionally with the backs. We can use the tight ends. We can use the deep pass. And now, you know, they pulled out something that I, I don't I don't think nobody was expecting what we seen. Did you was you expecting that type of guy? I was looking for the passing I, I, I was I, I, I was not expecting Jang and Miro to run for 155. I was not expecting Bama to score 42. I, I wasn't expecting the first play of the game. Tommy Reese, shotgun. You've got Jace McClellan and Kendrick Law both flanking Miro. I didn't see that coming. And what this game really did, like I said, we're right there. I'm telling you, Steve, it's going to be the craziest championship of all time if we won. What makes it crazy, like this game makes everyone confused now. Like before, I was worried. Uh, man, I'm, you know, what, what we put out there, I was thinking, man, maybe Georgia might just team up what we have shown before the LSU game. I was thinking maybe, you know, what if we sneak past Georgia, we get to the playoffs. Somebody, somebody could have – not locked down, but played us a little better with how we was passing the ball, especially with Miro not being able to hit the 15 and under consistently. But now that I know Tommy Reese has this power run package, whatever you want to call it for Miro, I'm ultra comfortable now, Steve. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate G from Raleigh calling in here on a Monday to the show. We get to this call here. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name. Where you calling from? Hey, how you doing today, Steven? This is Rambo calling from Atlanta, Georgia. 
Rambo, Rambo, what's going on, man? Nothing, man. I just had three things to say, man. The first thing I had to say, man, everybody been calling, talking, complaining about this offensive line, man, and Caden Proctor. I ain't been seeing no love. I ain't heard nobody calling in, going crazy by Caden Proctor yet. But when he doing bad, I get the criticism. I, I all like half the phone calls be criticizing number 74. But number 74 blocked two LSU players and blocked another one for that big run from McCleveland. Then he, he turned around and blocked number four again. Then he turned around and blocked number four by himself again. So I want y'all to give big Caden Potts some love because it's like from week two, now it's like he's speeding up with the game. Back then it's like he was adjusting. He was still getting used to college players. But now number 74, 74 he's kicking back and he's blocking good. He blocked, he, he played a hell of a game. And the second thing I wanted to say was we need to keep Malachi back there because if you look at every play, Jalen Key was the reason why. When you look at Malachi get burnt on that touchdown, he was jogging. He was looking like whose key is in the back. When he looked back, and uh, I think that was Neighbors who scored, Jalen Key was supposed to be back there. He wasn't. Then when you look at the running back, the running back truck Jalen Key so like that was embarrassing. He flipped Jalen Key back like five yards and then got the first down. Then when you look at the Jalen Daniels touchdown, you see Tresman Marshall get shook out of his shoes, and he ran through uh, Tresman Marshall. But I know if that was Campbell right there, they didn't put him in. I see Trevin Marshall. He moving a little slow with them athletic offenses like that. Trevin Marshall, those are not his games right there, them athletic teams like that. He played like powerhouse, like Arkansas teams like that. And then the last thing I just wanted to say was Jalen Miro, he has came a long way. He has proved the doubters wrong. And I just want – I watched number 74 – Everyone was talking about strength versus strength, inconsistent offense versus weak defense. I wanted to see Big 74. That was my matchup, what I wanted to watch, because it don't matter about anything. If the, if the defensive end or the rush is getting home, it don't matter what you call up. You can be the greatest offensive call, the greatest quarterback, but if that O-line ain't holding up, you can't do a damn thing. So I just was watching the game from that standpoint. Thanks for taking my call. How you feel about Jalen Key? Do you feel like someone needs to take that role over? Or do you feel – because every time you turn around, they're going back to the same package that's successful. Then when it started working, they switch them back, and then they put Malachi back there. So I just wanted your answer on this Jalen Key because when he's healthy, they start him. When we play bad, they pull him. So – it's like what the caller saying. Every good thing is happening for a reason. I don't pray anyone gets injured, but it's like everything is just happening for a reason. I, when, when, when I look at Key Rambo, I mean, he's good, but there's somebody else that could give Alabama more so excellence at that spot. He's good, he's serviceable. But there's somebody else, whether that guy's on the bench, whether that's a Tony Mitchell or Brayson Hubbard or Jake Pope or Malachi Moore, who's obviously out there right now starting and playing. When somebody Key is good, but somebody else can take that good and make it excellent, and Alabama needs excellent as it continues to finish out the season. 
Appreciate Rambo for that call there. We're going to go to this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Boy, Tommy, I don't know where you been, but you finally decided to show your ass. <laughs> it took 10 games for you to earn them $2.5 million, but you did that, buddy. You you called a hell of a game, and, and me, somebody that's been calling, uh, beating you down, I got to call and praise when you do right, because you showed hey. your ass up. You did your thing now. I got hey, we there's nothing else but my man Jay. When Jay call in, Jay bring the fire. Jay, how we feeling, man? Jay. Man, I, I, I'm feeling good, but I'm also kind of I'm I'm a little conflicted, Steve. Cause see me coming into this LSU game, I'm telling my little circle, I'm like, man, we gonna beat LSU by about 14 points, man. These folks ain't played nobody this year. And the only only thing we're gonna really learn from this offense is if is if if Tommy can read, if Tommy Reese can take advantage of a bad defense, that's what he did. And if we can finally stop a scrambling quarterback, well, we see we can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, we still got a whole a whole lot to work on, guys. Like like I, yeah, this was a great win, but LSU ain't played nobody. It, you know what I'm saying? And when you have, you lost to Ole Miss. You gave up eighty five thousand points to Ole Miss. You see what I'm saying? You you lost to uh, Florida State. They beat you like they stole, like you stole something out. They lock us up. So so when you play a, a talented team or a team that got just as good as players as you, you ass. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't really feel like, oh, you know, I'm happy about the win, but man, Steve, I don't, I don't know, man. We 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 still got a lot of questions because see Jalen, you missed it. You and we happy because we we because you ran the ball and you finally ran the ball and scored and stuff like that. But you still missed in that first in that first in that first half, man. You missed a couple throws that should have been touchdowns. I mean, not, uh, Amari not black beat this man by five six yards, homie. Five six yards, you threw the ball way into the first stand, bro. That that don't make sense, Jaden. We got to hit them because see, when we play in a better team, a better coach team, that might just be that one play that's there that you got to hit. You see what I'm saying? So you know, I I, I I'm happy for the win, Steve. And you know me, I, I guess I'm gonna be the what it is a, a pessimist or whatever it is by nature. But hey, man, hey, we we got to do a little better, man. Appreciate Jay, man. Jay, Jay, bring it. Jay, bring the realness. I mean, Jay, bringing the realness of we see what Alabama's doing, but there's still more work to be done. Nine two, nine two. Uh, uh, Justin and Boyby, boy, you showed up. Boy, you showed up, man. I know they talk about that neck injury or whatnot, but you made you some money last night. I mean, Saturday night, sir. All the D line, you boy, y'all playing big, doing big man things. We love to see it. And I'm about like the last caller, man. Seventeen got to come up out of there, man. We we want so we want an athletic somebody that's gonna get in there and stick his nose in there, man. You you just ain't fast enough side to side that we need, man. Other than that, man, great game. But still, remember LSU suck. You know what I'm saying? We we gotta go and make a statement. Beat the crap out of Kentucky, man. Beat the crap out of them. I'm talking about an old school. Uh, old school whooping, Steve. I don't know about you, but I, my mama made me go get my own switch. You see what I'm saying? So when I went to go get that switch, I already knew, damn, man, she finna beat the crap out of me. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's what we need. Make them go get that switch. Get your ass in this room, and I'm finna hound my way with you. Roll tide, man. Appreciate Jay calling in right there, giving us the passion on the show. We're going to take this call. You're live on the show. What's up? I know we feeling. State your name. Where you calling from? My name is Mary Louise. I'm calling from Abbeville, Alabama. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm a first-time caller, but I'm a long-time listener. I was just um, wanting to call you. I was just curious to let you know. Um, this team is reminding me of the year that we won the national championship with Jay Coker. What year was that? That was 2015. 2015. You remember when Jay Coker won um, the starter? He lost it because he threw picks. And he lost it to Cooper Bateman. Am I right? Yes, lost it to Cooper Bateman. You are correct. Okay, then Jalen was the starter, and he lost it to Buckner and Simpson. Cooper Bateman, uh, that year that Cooper Bateman, uh, that Jay Coker, we had lost one game that was doing Ole Miss, and we went out. We won out. And during that year, during that year, Barnett came in as the front runner of the Heisman Trophy winner, and he lost it due to Alabama. And this year, Jaden. Daniels came in as the front runner, and he lost it. And we won up, won everything in that 2015. This year is kind of setting up to remind me of that year. Don't you think so? It, it, it looks like it. I mean, Mary, it looks like it. You have Milrow in the same position as Coker. You have, uh, you have the coaching staff here, which you had a – you have the coaching staff that had to grow. Like it had to grow in 2015. You have the defense that kind of had to come together. Like it did in 2015. It's coming together now. It, it looks almost exactly like 2015. It does. It reminded me the same thing. I told my husband, and I said, wow, this is kind of setting up just like that. And I pray that we do win out and win that national championship this year. Absolutely. Appreciate Mary calling in right here to the show, giving us her thoughts on a Monday. It kind of is setting up like 2015. In a, in, a, in, a weird, in a weird way, it is. I mean, you look at 2015, you had a loss to Ole Miss. You come together, you find a way to win out. This year, you have an early season loss to Texas, but you found a way to bounce back and you're putting together wins. You have, you have a huge win against LSU, probably the one where you played your most complete game. Maybe this is the one that wakes up the college football playoff committee and have them going, man, Bama's for real. You still got to take care of Kentucky, Chattanooga, of course, Auburn. But this is sort of setting up like that 2015 season. But we got some super chats to get up to because I think we've definitely met that goal of $100. So here we go. We start this off with Joseph with that $4.99. Dropping that. Bucket, appreciate Joseph. Then we cha cha slide our way down to my man Mattress Man from Mobile. Dropping the five dollar donation, putting that in there. Then we get down to my guy Demetrius D. Maynard Senior with the 50 50 piece. Put that Ulysses S. Grant. Drop that fifty dollars in there and with donation. Then we got Marquise Washington with the five dollar donation. 
celebration, showing the love there. Oh gosh, we got the president, the one that helped start this thing, Waylon with the 49.99, putting that in there. Then we got, hold on, DJ on the track, Webb with the 10 dollar donation. He's not trying to be outdone, and that hits the daily super chat goal of $100. You, the Alabama football fan base, hey, how about you guys? How about you guys? When we talk about Nick Saban, players, coaches, how about you guys? Phenomenal job by you guys. We got our call topic, John, as I am casually wiping sweat from my face. We got, we got our call topic here. That's uh, Jalen Milrow, who, yes, in the matchup, 15 for 23 passing, 219, 155 yards rushing, four touchdowns. Made the earned SEC co-offensive player of the week honors. SEC co-offensive player of the week, Jalen Milrow. His second SEC weekly honor of the season. Once again, this young man is one of 35 quarterbacks named to the Davey O'Brien class of 2023 list as a semifinalist for the Davey O'Brien National Quarterback Award. Big ups to the Milrow. SEC co-offensive player of the week for his performance. But... We'll take a break right here, folks. We'll touch that down. When we get back, we're getting out Kevin Steele. There is something about these second-half adjustments he's been making. We'll talk about Coach Steele, when it's meant to have him back in Tuscaloosa, and those second-half adjustments after this. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, we're back rocking and rolling to the action from the break. Hottest ticket in town here for your Alabama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. We got to show some love to McConnick. He comes in with the $50 donation in the Super Chats. Appreciate that love there coming from McConnick. But you guys continue. Hitting the like button. We're over 100 likes. We're at 116. Let's go for 150. Continue hitting the like button. Tapping the like button. Showing the thumbs up. Giving us love here on the show. Hit the subscribe button as well. So that way you are locked in to all of your Crimson Tide content. But second topic of conversation, John. Kevin Steele. Much like Tommy Reese, the hire of Kevin Steele at first was met with criticism was met with skepticism. It was, he's 65 years old. The game has passed him by. His 
recent coaching stop prior to Alabama was the University of Miami. That did not work out well for him. There are other names Coach Saban could get. There's Glenn Schumann at Georgia. There's Jimmy Lake, formerly of Washington. There's Jim Leonard of Wisconsin. There's other names Coach Saban could have gotten. But why, why Kevin Steele? And there was even the thought, well, maybe Jeremy Pruitt could come back. But then you get hit with the NCAA red tape from what happened at Tennessee, and he's hit with the six-year show cause, and that's why Jeremy Pruitt is back coaching at a high school. But the question was, why Kevin Steele? Why did Nick Saban make this move? Why was this move made? And uh, Kevin Steele, each week in the second half of games, has shown us all, I know exactly what I'm doing. Has shown us all, this is the reason why Coach Saban brought me back. Has shown us all, I am the master of second half adjustments. Kevin, wow. The job he's done, he's uh, proving uh, Saban's point of uh, Coach brought me back for a reason to have this defense back respected in all of college football. And that's what Kevin Steele's done. I mean, the second half of the LSU game, check this out. LSU uh, had three to four turnover on downs. They couldn't convert on fourth down. Jaden Daniels, who ended the game with 163 yards rushing total, he only had 22 yards rush in the second half. Think about that. Jaden Daniels only had 22 yards rushing in the second half. Kevin Steele, second half adjustments there. Logan Diggs. Very good running back for LSU. Only had 24 yards rushed in the whole game. Malik Neighbors, very talented receiver. Dominant first half. Second half, uh, not so much. Second half adjustments by who? Kevin Steele. Think about that for a minute there. I mean, uh, Alabama was able to get pressure to Jaden Daniels. They were able to hit him. Quite a few times, especially the big one by Dallas Turner there that got so much controversy on social media the Sunday following uh, Bama's win over LSU. But you, you create a turnover in the game as well. Big interception there by uh, by Terry on Arnold. But here's the big one. Alabama held LSU to what? Three, to what? Seven points in the second half? Seven. Seven points in the second half. Alabama held LSU. And if you think about it, in the SEC this season, the second half of SEC games, look at what Kevin Steele's done. Alabama has outscored opponents 94 to 35 in the second half of games. 94 to 35. Kevin Steele against SEC teams, check this out. He held Ole Miss. This is Lane Kiffin. He held Ole Miss to three points in the second half. He held Texas A&M. This is Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino. Kevin Steele holds A&M to three points in the second half. Kevin Steele holds Mississippi State to seven points in the second half. Kevin Steele and that defense shut out Tennessee in the second half. Tennessee got blanked, goose-egged. Josh Hypo, Joe Milton couldn't do anything. Zero in the second half. And then you hold LSU to seven in the second half. The only SEC team 
that outscored Bama in the second half this year was Arkansas, 15-3. to That's the only team that outscored Bama in the second half this year was Arkansas. Aside from that, Kevin Steele has shut everybody else down when it comes down to the second half of games. And it's remarkable because this LSU team came in averaging near 50 points a game, 47.4. And uh, you limit it to just seven points in the second half and 28 points for the entire game. Big job by Kevin Steele. I I mean, the 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 adjustments he has made, whether it's in the secondary, him making adjustments, whether it's in the defensive front, him making adjustments, whether he's tweaking some stuff. I mean, Terry on Arnold told reporters after the game, if y'all knew, if I were to tell you what Kevin Steele told us at halftime, they would not allow me to do media anymore. <laughs> so we we can only imagine being a fly on the wall in that halftime speech that Kevin Steele gave. I don't know what he said. I'm willing to bet there were some expletives thrown in there. I don't know what he said, but whatever he said, those guys were ready to go that second half because Jaden Daniels shut down. Malik Neighbors didn't do a whole lot. Logan Diggs, the running back, only had 24 yards rushing the whole game, and uh, Alabama got into Jaden Daniels' face. Alabama had a crucial interception in the game, uh, forced a few turnovers on downs. Great stuff from Kevin Steele. But we take our break here. Uh, when we get back, we'll get well before we take our break. Before we take our break here, well, we won't take our break. My bad. We'll take our break when we get back. We got our injury update here. Crimson Tide has a couple of guys nicked up, banged up from the LSU game. Uh, including three guys on defense. We'll see how they progress this week, but we'll talk about the injuries and wrap things up after this. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Marvin Constant, All-SEC linebacker and 1999 SEC champion. You are listening to In My Own Words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll Tide. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. What's going on? This is Benny Bites. I'm the founder and owner Touchdown Alabama. And you guys are supporting one of the only independent outlets covering Alabama football today. No other sports, no networks, just Alabama football. Roll tie roll. All right, people, we want to thank all of you today as we're back into the action from the break. Number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. All of the phone calls today, all of the chats today, all of the donating today. 
You guys have been A1. I'm not talking steak sauce, though. You guys have been A1. Appreciate every single last one of you guys for making this your show. Your spot here for all things Crimson Tide football. But, John, final topic of conversation. A little bit of an update here. Bama's got some injuries. Some guys with some bumps and some bruises are trying to heal up and got to heal up. And most of those guys on the defensive side of the ball, Coach Saban did update four injuries in uh, his presser on today. Like I said, three of those guys are on defense. So first and foremost, the lone offensive guy, Ja'Cory Brooks, the junior wide receiver. A lot of us have been asking, where has Ja'Cory Brooks been? He's been MIA this season, the South Florida native. After leading the team in touchdown catches last year with eight, we have not seen much from Ja'Cory at all. Been very, very limited. Some have been asking, is he in the doghouse? No. Some have been asking, are other guys just better than him? But we got the answer today. Ja'Cory's been dealing with a shoulder issue banged up shoulder that's been limiting him. Uh, Saban said it's played a role in how he's been used on offense. So, been dealing with a, a banged up shoulder. Hopefully, uh, Bama can have Ja'Cory at full strength moving forward because he does provide leadership. He does provide veteran experience. And he's a guy that's made plays in his career, whether it's been on special teams, whether it's been at the wide receiver position. Uh, hopefully, Bama can get Ja'Cory Brooks back fully healthy with his shoulder. In terms of, of defensive players, the trio of guys, you look at Deontay Lawson at linebacker, Jalen Key at free safety, and Devontae Smith, another defensive back. D-Law and Jalen Key both got hurt against LSU. Uh, D-Law went down with an ankle injury. He was seen in street clothes uh, during the game once he emerged from the locker room. Jalen Key is dealing with a quad issue from the game against the Tigers. Coach Saban has listed both guys as questionable. Both guys have been hurt once before this season. So uh, hopefully these guys, they're day-to-day. It depends on what they can do in practice, how much they can do in practice that will determine will they go against the Wildcats. That's Deontay Lawson and Jalen Key. Uh, Deontay Lawson can't go. You know the backup is going to be Jihad Campbell. He'll be called upon to start if Lawson can't go. If Jalen Key can't go, then keep your eyes on Malachi Moore moving from star to free safety to take over. And then you would have uh, Terry on Arnold move from cornerback to nickel in that star role to fill in for Malachi Moore, which in turn would have Trey Amos be put at that corner spot to fill in for, for Terry on Arnold. So if Jalen Key can't go and Malachi has to play safety, then there's a whole domino effect there. As I just listed that out for you that it has to be in place if Jalen Key cannot go at free safety. So that's the thing there. But D-Law and Key are both guys, according to Saban, questionable this week for the matchup against Kentucky. We just have to see how much they are able to do in practice throughout the week. Devontae Smith, the former four-star in the 2021 recruiting class, he dealt with a serious foot injury in fall camp. He was pegged to be the starter at free safety. He was having a very strong offseason, a very strong camp, had basically beaten Jalen Key out for the job. But the final week of fall camp, uh, Devontae Smith has a foot injury which sets him back and allows Jalen Key 
to you know, take that job there. Devontae Smith right now, 80% toward full strength. 80% toward full health. Saban mentioned today, Smith has been doing dry land running. He's been doing different things as far as the rehab work is concerned. Uh, can he get that final 20% health push in? If he can get, if he can attack this rehab and get that final 20%, there's a shot for Devontae Smith. There's a shot there. Maybe SEC championship game. Maybe college football playoff should Bama get in. There's a shot there for Devontae Smith. Now, he's got to hit it for this last 20% here, but there's a shot there if he can continue to attack this rehab uh, vigorously. But that those are, the, those are your updates there in terms of players uh, dealing with injuries, and uh, we'll see how they progress here in terms of trying to get back on the field full go, uh, full strength. But as always, Bama Nation, you want the best here in news, notes, information, coverage, entertainment on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app, the iPhone App Store. If you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store, if you got the Android phone. For your audio needs, check us out, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered right there. The good and gracious Lord sees fit. I'll try to be back on Wednesday, continuing the conversation that is tied football. Bama fans got to show some love to all of you. What you did, phenomenal today. Hit the like goal. Hit the daily super chat goal. Fired up with your questions. Appreciate all of you making this your spot right here for all things Bama football. Got to show some love to my man John Ivory in the production studio holding it down here on a Monday. Till next time, folks. Husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, you guys continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored, but also get that school work in. School in session here. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Hey, you protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Till next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen Smith, and you've been listening and watching in my own words.